0: something about your love Yeah, there's something about your love Smooth like cognac, I'm so in love Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. Um, Alex is still on vacation. It kind of seems like he's been on vacation for, oh, I don't know, three years? Um, kind of feels that way. Feels like he's just been living at our our family cottage for a while. So um, I know you guys have had um, a couple of episodes of me solo talking about Masters of the Universe, and then I did a little what-if preview, but today I thought you've all had enough uh, listening to just my voice, so I'm going to bring a guest in. Somebody that you know very well. He was our special guest for our Mortal Kombat uh, review podcast. He's also the host of the um, ever-so-incredible Talking Comics podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Our first repeat guest, our one of our only guests ever, and our first repeat guest, Mr. Steve Say, woo!
1: No! Oh, where is, where's Kermit and the Muppets just flailing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, buddy? How are you? I am doing well. I am excited to be here. Yeah. You flatter me. You flatter me what? with your words. Wow. I
0: mean, hey, come on. I I mean, it is a little bit of flattery because you're a guest on our show and you always do these things last minute when I'm like, Steve, I need help, which is always um, really nice of you. But also, uh, the Talking Comics podcast is a a weekly listen for me, and it's my go-to place to find all the new comics and all of the news and stuff The it's a fantastic show. So um yeah, it's a little bit of flattery, but it's also
1: honest. It's a, it's a very <laughs> smooth running show. I run a tight Great. ship every week.
0: <laughs> I like it, man. It's good. Everybody listening should go, go listen to talking comics if you don't. Um But what oh, we're going to do you. today, we are going to um, we're going to talk a little bit of comics. I thought we were going to, We've been planning to do this for a few weeks. Yeah, I was going to say
1: before when you were like, oh, I asked him to do this at the last minute. I'm looking at my calendar. Yeah, I know. "Ah."
0: This is, I mean, again, because Alex has been on vacation for 30 years, um, (laughs) we've been trying to do this for a while. I've actually teased it on a couple of previous episodes, but um, what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of go back and forth and we are going to each going to name five comics that we think everybody should read. So it's kind of like a top 10 list of comic books to go out and get. Um, and we'll say it's for the fall. Um, and I, I I use the term top 10 very loosely because, I mean, ranking stuff is very hard for me anyways. So we're just going to say these are 10 books that people should read.
1: Yeah, it's just a list of good stuff. There we go.
0: Yeah. And then I think at the end, I, I kind of want to get your opinion on the What If Show because I did a little... Yeah, trailer breakdown. Um, and the first two episodes are out. I've only watched the first one. Same um, here. So perfect. So we'll just talk about the first one, uh, and then we'll get out of here. So it's going to be uh, fun. Do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first?
1: Um, I'll go first.
0: Excellent. I I'll like go it. first. Why the not? initiative. You're the pro. You're going to make me look like such an idiot when you talk about these books so eloquently, and then I'm going to be like, "You should read this one. It's good, and the pictures are fun." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen, I'm not making any promises, Uh, and I am going to thank all of the publishers for all the books that I talk about, because I flat out lifted my synopses from the backs of these things, because that's how prepared I am.
0: You've done more than me. Everybody, get your hopes up. See,
1: this is the kind of quality (laughs) you can expect on the Talking Comics podcast.
0: Perfect. Well, same with the whiskey geeks. It's all... It's all just for fun. Sorry, it hit us. What's, what's I love the first it, man. Thing? It's
1: It's always a good time to be here. Let me ask you a question. Have you yeah, ever sure. heard of a series called Murder Falcon?
0: No, but that sounds like something I would love.
1: Okay. Murder Falcon. Daniel Warren Johnson does mm-hmm. Murder Falcon. This comes out from Image. Here is the synopsis. The world is under attack by hideous monsters, and Jake's life is falling apart until he meets Murder Falcon. He was sent from the heavy to destroy all evil, but he can't do it without Jake shredding up a storm. Now, with every chord Jake plays on his guitar, the power of the metal fuels Murder Falcon into an all-out kung fu fury uh, oh, on God. those that <laughs> on, on those that seek to conquer Earth. Holy shit! You
0: said so many words there that um, it made me very excited. Mm-hmm. Um I was not expecting the guitar to come out in this.
1: Oh the guitar comes out my friend. Holy the shit. The guitar comes out, the drums come out, the vocals come out. This is a series about a band that has to save the world and they can more or less like call upon the power of heavy metal gods hmm. to like as like power sets. And they're battling, like, this big bad evil that's, like, you know, sucking the Earth's will to live. Um, What, as amazing as as this synopsis is, what it doesn't tell you, and what I'm going to tell you to pull some of you in, is that there is also a lot of heart to this book. Like, it is heavy metal and it, it does like when you're reading it, you do feel like the wind blowing in your face from the speakers. And mm. they're just like giant mammoths are crashing through the forest to like stomp these demons mm. and shit. And it's very exhilarating and it looks amazing. It looks like nice. a lot of like heavy metal covers and Daniel Warren Johnson has a very specific style. If you yes. go and look up uh, something like extremity or yeah. the uh, wonder woman dead earth that came out recently he and, did some really uh, really
0: great stuff in. Uh, we're big Star Wars nerds here. I know Alex talks about Star Wars yeah. a lot, but he did he did a, a really really good uh, some really good stuff in the Darth Vader runs too.
1: Nice. He's doing yeah. um, Beta Ray Bill right now. I think yes. it just ended. It's fantastic. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So and that art is bonkers. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I'm. I'm on a lot of newsletters for a lot of like art dealers who do who like sell all the original art for a lot of books coming out. And his beta Ray bill run, I think is just completely sold out. Like oh, yeah. It sells out within seconds when, uh, when his art dealer, really I want to know
1: bananas who got the page from like the second issue where they show you scuttlebutt from the side mm-hmm. of the ship and you can see all the different rooms and everything. I would love to know who got that page. Uh, so anyway, murder Falcon, Like I said, it has heart. There's something going on with Jake that is um, introduces a bit of sadness and foreboding Mm. to the story. And so while all this like bombacity and all this crazy heavy metal gods versus demons stuff is happening all around you, there's a smaller story happening in the background. And for as ridiculous as this sounds, I guarantee you that you will cry by the end okay. of murder falcon. Murder, something murder Falcon. I was expecting
0: to hear, but I'm
1: I'm on board. It hits really really hard uh okay. eventually and and it and they land it and it's um it's a powerful powerful book that is it just does all the things and it does them right.
0: Excellent. Man, what a way to kick things off. Um yeah. Man, my list isn't going to be nearly as cool as yours. Your list is gonna... fine. I've seen your list. Yeah, that's true. Um
1: don't doubt you yourself. Don't, Come on. Fair enough.
0: Okay. I'm going to start off with a book that I just recently finished volume one of and you and I were actually texting about it. Cause I told you <laughs> that I was reading it. Um, and that is Gideon falls, uh, uh yes. written by Jeff Lemire and art by, is it Andrea, Andrea Sorrentino, I yes. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what a dark and cool book that takes a very interesting turn at the end of volume one. And I am very excited to see where this goes because I was not expecting the final page (laughs) little plot twist that came out. Um, Gideon falls is, has two concurrent stories happening in volume one. Um, The first one being a, a preacher shows up to the town of Gideon falls, like a think kind of, um, kind of like the book preacher <laughs> like a down south town old yeah. country town preacher shows up as as the new priest of the town um and then uh, there's murder there's uh, investigations there's evil that happens um and then concurrently uh, in a town that's i mean they don't really tell you where it is but it looks new york chicago big city um there's another gentleman who's going to therapy and he's seen all these pictures of this black barn uh, in his brain and he's always searching through garbage to try and find what he calls pieces of this black barn. Um, and it's these two stories that are going that are in completely different worlds, but they do intersect around this mysterious black barn, which seems to be a pure source of evil. Um, not something that I will say, like I didn't, th- I was reading it and I was like, this is such an interesting book. And then I put it down and walked away and I came back in and Tanya had, had picked it up and she was like, what is this? This, this art looks really cool. And I'm like, you actually might like this. Um, it's like this weird murder mystery kind of book. And, uh, so I'm trying to, I think she's going to read it as well. Um, but it's, a, it was a cool find, uh, heroes shout outs to our local comic shop.
1: Yeah, uh, they heroes. were running,
0: they were running a, a nice sale. So I picked it up for the hot price of five bucks.
1: <laughs> I love it when they do that. They're really good oh. about that
0: it's the best um so yeah Gideon Falls you you've read the whole thing correct
1: no no Um, no so okay so here's the thing I I really I love Gideon Falls Gideon Falls I was very hot on that book when it first began mm. and in that first volume man when you hit that page where the father's trying to sleep and the the priest that was there before him is sitting on the edge of his bed Like what? What is happening? I will never. That page will stay with me for as long as I live. That is such.
0: Was it the white eyes?
1: It was everything, man. The coloring
0: of it and everything was just holy. It just.
1: It it just like it was one of those page turns where it just was like, boom! Like you, this this image it 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 unnerved me, and um, it was right. I think right in that first issue, and I was just like, damn it. Jeff Lemire like you've done it again yeah, you son of a bitch you <laughs> son of a bitch um and especially with with Sorrentino on art like they're just they're one of those teams that's like a uh, Jamie McKelvey and Kieran Gillen and
0: yeah oh. you know
1: Drew Baker and Phillips and just people that have this synergy creatively that when they get yeah. together on a project you know that it's going to be of a certain quality and they definitely have that. Um,
0: so I have, what two, I, I have two more, two more creative teams coming up in my books that I feel are on that list as
1: well. Oddly awesome. Enough. Yeah. Um, but super quick to wrap up. Like I, I got to about 15 issues in, and then I made the mistake of not continuing to read it month to month. And I, mm. I was away from it for a while and then it ended and I was like, I'm going to finish it up. I'm going to go back and, maybe I'll read like, you know, one issue for a primer and then I'll jump back in and I'll just finish it up. I went back into that book. I had no idea what was going on,
0: <laughs> yeah. none
1: whatsoever. And I gave it like two or three issues and I was just, what happened to this? And so yeah. it's it's totally something that I'm going to have to go back and just do the whole thing from beginning to end.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think Heroes is currently running... Like a a big sale because of Free Comic Book Day last week. Yeah. Um. And I'm so I think I might run down to the shop tomorrow, and I might if these trades are all on sale, I might just pick up the entire run, and just say, eh,
1: <laughs>
0: it's no. worth it for me. Yeah. It's worth the worth shelling out the
1: money for it because uh yeah I'm I'm in. I dig it. Yeah, and I'm sure they appreciate it. Uh, yeah. given all the you know closures and limited oh, yeah. capacity and everything that they've been dealing with down there in downtown. Yeah,
0: I've been, you know, I quick tangent, then we'll get back into our list uh, because I I try doing on like reading online and stuff. There's just I can't. It's not that I can't. I so much prefer flipping pages and real Uh books as opposed to like the comicsology. You know, um, I will say I don't know if you're if I told you about this, but like Hoopla, like the London Library, there's like a digital. There's like and it's free, so it's the London Library. It's, it's a service called Hoopla, and they've got tons of comics on there. That's we've awesome. Done, uh, so we've done. I have read a bunch of them on there, and it's it's pretty good. But
1: uh, there's something about actually getting books. Oh, absolutely. I, I um. I love it. I mean, my my thing is is that like I I collect. So many, my, my comics budget. If we started talking about the amount of money that I spend on comics every month, let's do it, Steve. How much money? Let's, let's not, because then there'll be a record. Uh, but, um, I, same
0: kind of thing. If you were to ask me how much money I spend on whiskey, it's the same thing. It's like, we just don't talk about it.
1: I still get trades, and I love collected things. I love getting like, I love the oversized image hardcovers that they've been doing. Where they're collecting the entire I, thing, and it's no, Um those are great. But I honestly, just picked
0: one up. That's so gorgeous. Which one? Monstrous. Yeah, I picked up the the yep. oversized hardcover, and it's got again, it was in on the living room. on a sale, and I never read that book before. It's not on my list, but holy shit, everybody go read Monstrous. Holy yeah. crap, yep. I'm loving it.
1: Yep, I, I if if I were like in the in the world of comic book tattoos, I have two mm-hmm. comics so far that would get. Uh, residency on my person mm. and Monstrous is one of them and the other is Die so uh, yeah both fantastic books I love that book so much anyway, anyway
0: sorry let's get back to the task at hand we're yes. two in this is going very quickly <laughs> I'm dude you have me on your
1: show we're gonna go off
0: <laughs> oh I'm also a talker we didn't even
1: finish our this. conversation I didn't tell you about the digital comics right sorry I don't get a lot of sunlight I don't get a lot of like Mm. light to read. So I read at night a lot when Bronwyn and I are like trying to just chill and go to sleep at a halfway decent time. Um, So, and we, we read with like all the lights off, but we have one of those um, like galaxy lights, like the the Mm -hmm. cosmic lights with all the projections and everything. And so we just sit in that and uh, it's digital mostly for me. Um, I'll usually, I have a bad habit of buying things over again so mm-hmm. i'll buy it digitally and then i'll get it when it comes out physically and put it in the library downstairs yeah um it like i have a problem <laughs> so. no it's not a problem
0: there's That's way worse him. problems to have
1: oh absolutely <laughs> yeah
0: all right hit us with another book sir oh boy
1: all right came out of the um, gate
0: firing with murder falcon
1: have you heard of double walker
0: no see this is why i have you on the show man what <laughs>
1: And this okay, is so, also
0: this is w- also why I listen to your podcast because there's like three or four titles a week that get brought up that I'm like what? Yeah. <laughs> um this week's episode was the Chainsaw
1: Chainsaw manga. Man. Chains- yeah, Chainsaw Chainsaw Man. Man is but again I'm st- I'm still reading it but it's I uh hmm, hmm. We, don't, I'm we want to talk about that. Yeah, I'm I'm reading something right now that I'm going to be yeah. talking about on the next show that's uh nice. kind of just amazing. All right. Yeah. Double, uh, walker. double Walker. This is a comiXology original for right now. Uh, I would not be surprised if this gets a print version at some point. But uh, this comes from written by Michael Conrad, with art by Noah Bailey, and letters by Taylor Esposito. Here is their synopsis. Cully and Gemma are watching, uh, watching their carefree, childless days come to an end and decide to take one last trip to the magical Scottish Highlands before the baby arrives. What was meant to be a romantic trip soon spirals into paranoia and violence as a bizarre string of murders follows them on their journey.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. So this story takes place in the Scottish Highlands and they're very big into the Fae.
0: You talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I did. I think I was, I was driving around with my daughter and I think she was screaming at the point so I didn't catch the title of it. But I remember you talking about this being like, this book sounds cool.
1: This book was, I read this book in an ER waiting room and it was yeah. kind of the perfect venue for it because that place was so depressing and scary. I bet. Um, three security guards had to take somebody away and kind of like tossed him out on his ass at one point that night. It was it was sad to see. Anyway. Yikes. So Double Walker is, uh, did I finish the synopsis? I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this couple, they're... Uh, Wife is five months pregnant and they go into the Scottish Highlands and they're kind of, you know, dipping their toe into the culture as visiting Americans and kind of just being tourists and being, you know, not silly, not exactly disrespectful, Mm -hmm. but just kind of like, you know, chuckling and indulging themselves in the lore that is around this area. But the people that are living there, they all take it very seriously. And they have a pact with the Fae. The Mm. Fae are not these, like, you know, beautiful butterfly women and things of that nature. The Fae are nasty characters that they live there. They've lived there forever. And if you cross them, if you don't abide by their rules, you end up dead or you end up touched or cursed. And so basically what this couple does is they go up into the hills and they go someplace where they know the fae live and they're being disrespectful in one way or another. And the husband ends up going up by himself. And when he comes back down, uh, his wife is lying in the tall grass and she's just she looks like she's seen a thousand ghosts Mm. and she is never the same after that night. And basically the rest of the book is their vacation spiraling out of control as the husband eventually slowly learns that there is a double walker going around the town, like violently killing people. And it has something to do with them trespassing where the fae is. But the the last part I'll say is that the local cops, like, they're supposed to intervene, right? People are dying. Mm thing is is that when it comes to the fae the number one rule is that you don't interfere right you let it play out it doesn't matter what happens you just need to let them handle their business and then they go away for another however many generations or whatever you know you don't ask for trouble you don't get it that kind of thing and this book is moody as hell it mm, is like it. sinister and, terrifying and it leaves you with this gross feeling of unease. And um, it's like a, it's just, it, it feels like a great film inside mm-hmm. your head, like a, like a Cronenberg or a Lynch or something like that. Some kind of like foreign twilight zone type of episode. And um, I dig it. it's just, it's quality, man. Like I I've read it twice now and it's, it's one of my favorite books of the year probably. Um it's it'll just it'll stay with you. Okay.
0: So, you say it's a Comixology original?
1: Yes, it is. A, okay. If you have a Comixology unlimited account, you can read it for free. Otherwise, it's only like a couple bucks. Perfect. Well, and it's it's outstanding.
0: All right. Well, you sold one. <laughs> Tell the creators you just sold. It's what one. I do. <laughs> um man, that sounds fun. Um <clears throat> all right. Yeah. I'm going to my next book, I'm going to kick it pretty classic and I'm going to go to one of the big two. Ooh, hit, it, hit a classic DC book. Um we're going to go Alan Moore's Swamp Thing from back in the day.
1: Here we go, my confession.
0: Oh, you hate this. Is that what it is? No. Oh, thank no. you. No.
1: My confession is that I've never read it. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. This um, is one
1: of those like list of shame
0: Everybody things. yells at you for not reading it. I've got some looks. I, I just read it for the first time like six months ago because I knew that. So for all of you out there in podcast land, uh, the next season or volume of what Alex and I are doing with our pairings is we're calling it like the essentials or the classics. So we're going to be picking some classic books, classic whiskeys, doing some pairings that way. But it gets kind of a, you know, the, the books that everybody says you should read. And so we, we, you know, from everything that I've read, people are like, you have to read this swamp thing. I've heard a ton of people talk about it. So I went and I picked it up. So Alan Moore, for those that, if you don't know, creator of the Watchmen, (laughs) another fantastic, um, fantastic story. Um, But back in the, I believe it was the eighties when this came out, maybe late seventies, Um, Swamp Thing was kind of a dying character and they weren't really sure what to do with it. It wasn't really doing that well or selling that well. And then Alan Moore came in and completely revitalized it, um, and wrote one of, um, one of the best stories ever written, as they say, that's what they say. That's what they say. say. Um, it is a very, very good story. It's a classic, it's, it's like a classic monster horror story. Um, from the 70s and you know the art by Stephen Bissett and then John Totalbend. Um, I mean it is it's a classic you know 80s comic book so it's got that wonderful nostalgia uh, feel like when I first started reading comics as a kid being born in the 80s a lot of the stuff that we were reading was like the late 80s early 90s stuff so it still had that <clears throat> not like the Kirby-ish feel but it was like a little bit more updated from that like classic 60s comic style it didn't wasn't I wasn't reading them like in the when Image started with McFarlane and all those guys doing the the New Age stuff. It was still that like classic comic art. So this did hit me in all of those feels with that artwork. But the story's great. Um, it's got Swamp Thing roaming around the swamp, trying to figure out is he alive, is he dead? He's really upset. He goes into a coma for a while. Um, there's the Floronic Man is the big bad in this one, who um, kind of pulls a tries to take over the town by turning everything into plants <laughs> and like yeah. suffocating people and stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a kind of a classic monster story in a, in a sense. Um, but it was really good. Um, I was a, I was a fan. So we're going to be talking more in depth about Swamp Thing in a future episode when Alex and I are going to be pairing this with a wonderful, wonderful whiskey. Um, you know, if you think of Swamp Thing and you know, you're Scotch, you probably, can guess where what region we're going to go to with something that you would drink in a bog so florida <laughs> yeah that'd be a <laughs> you know it um florida yeah, man, man it's whiskey.
1: Good.
0: yeah it's uh it's it's a good book it was a good read
1: that's awesome I, uh,
0: man yeah you should get to it at some point steve
1: i i will get to it i i have it i've just never cracked it i've also oh owned- you're kind of busy reading a ton of other stuff. So. Yeah. I have a bunch of stuff that I've never touched. Like I have the entire collection of Sandman and I've tried reading the first volume so many times I get partway through it. I'm just like, I'm out.
0: Um, See, I've never read, I've never read Sandman. Um, don't tell Bob on your show this, but it's like, I've read very little fantastic Four. Fantastic four is <laughs> like fantastic. Yeah. But I, I've read very, very little.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've only read a handful of the classic stuff. I didn't start. Uh, I mean, I've read them for the past 10 years, but anything before that is touch go maybe the first like couple of volumes, but there's a bunch of essential, uh, FF that I've never touched. Yeah. So, um, I've read a lot of swamp thing here and there since the DC new 52 stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the creative teams were, but, um, you mentioned the Floronic Man. I actually am a pretty big fan. They used the Floronic Man recently in a in a recent run. It might even be the newest one. But uh that character, that villain's really, really cool.
0: Is a cool villain. I the story's is really cool with him. I was a, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I I've tried uh, reading some of those like classic seventies, eighties comics before and they've it it's felt like a chore. Yeah. Um this did not.
1: <laughs> I get that. I um yeah. Yeah, and I I like monster stories a lot. So, yeah, I, I will eventually commit myself That's to that. Right. On. All right. Hit yeah. us with another one. Well, excuse me. <coughs> You're good. Sorry. I know that uh, your brother had uh, mentioned this on your show and gave me a, a nice little shout out for pointing him in the direction of the nice house on the lake. mm but I know that you recently read it. Okay. I read first. So I read
0: the first issue. Yes. All right. So Jake, James Tyne
1: in the fourth, uh, uh, Alvaro Martinez Bueno and Jordi Belair is the, the creative team for this one. It's been out. There's three issues out now. So you've read it. I'm okay. Yeah.
0: We can talk about, one. I
1: think we can talk about the first one. I think
0: it's been long enough. Uh, well, I mean, like if, if, you really don't want to skip ahead. I'll put the time signature in the description of the podcast when you can jump back in for spoilers. Also, if you're on our YouTube channel, you would have seen it because Alex did a spoiler. I So I had to edit that video <laughs> and he did a full on spoilery take of it. And so oh, I just no. so I just guessed I like I fast forwarded to the end and then like kept going back in like five second things to find where he like stopped started doing our outro when I added in the video. So I was able to avoid spoilers.
1: Yeah. This Would is the, th- this is the thing that I read this year that I put down the first issue after I'd finished reading it. And I just, I immediately handed it to my wife. I immediately texted you guys. Mm-hmm. I like, I picked up my phone. I messaged the talking comics group or our chat that we have. And I was just like, everybody needs to read this book this is one of the most impressive comic book anything's definitely one of the strongest comic book debuts that i've ever come across um from art to story to character to concept to presentation there is so much going on with this series even in just how it's laid out like there are eventually i don't want to go too far ahead but like eventually you'll read kind of like transcripts of what's going on inside of the house, like different Ooh. rooms and conversations that are being picked up by bugs that are planted around the, the nice house on the lake. And so, if you don't know the setup for this story, is basically you have uh, an old friend of a, of a large group of people, and he's like, "Hey, listen, I have this absolutely amazing house on a lake, and you should come and party with us for uh, for a week. You know, take off of work." Or you could work here. We'll figure it out. I just want to get everybody together. We're going to have a really good time. And so, you know, however many people, 12 people, end up going to this nice house on a lake. And without spoiling, when they get there... Shit pops off. Shit pops off. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, everything changes. (laughs) Yeah, and they are basically something so catastrophic happens that they have no choice but to hunker down and stay in this nice house on the lake, and the the person that invited them has been working has been working on this invite for a very very long time and handpicked mm-hmm. these people to be on this piece of property yeah. with him and. It is one of those really, really wild stories that just has so many threads to pull on. And once you've started unraveling it, it is wild where it goes. Has
0: this been optioned for TV or movie yet?
1: I'm there's been no formal announcements.
0: It has to I happen, right? I
1: don't see I don't see I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the reasons that Tynan has decided to move his creative output to right. Substack uh in recent times. Do you want to times. talk about that? Or I mean we could if you want no, to. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: If I you guys just, want to hear a Substack chat, go go listen to Talking Comics. They you guys God. dove into all you guys dove into all of it. It's all Yeah, good. we did.
1: It's uh it's a weird little rabbit hole. Yeah. Um but I just if this has not been optioned yet, I'm sure this has already been talked about behind closed doors and oh my maybe God. there's just nothing on it yet. But I mean this is made For TV, this could be like a new Lost or something like that.
0: Yeah, if I mean, I'm thinking like if like Amazon Prime. This has Amazon Prime written all over it to me. Um, Did you watch zero 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 on Amazon Prime? No. Holy shit! It was. It's like a drug dealer cartel and drug dealing show, but they spent. (laughs) all of the money on this show, it looks unbelievable and it is fucking spellbindingly good. That's awesome. Incredibly dark and incredibly violent. And you do not come out of it feeling awesome, but I could <laughs> not stop watching it. And like, they spent so much money on this show that when I finished this book, I was like, Oh my God, Amazon prime would do such a good job on this. Cause you know that they would spend the money yeah. on it and do it right.
1: Yeah, like I um man. Yeah, I know that uh so Mike Flanagan goes. the guy that did um like Bly Manor and Haunted, the House on Haunted Hill or whatever it is, uh the Haunting of Hill House, he is adapting something is killing the children for Netflix. Right. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Um from Titan. And I just this is the 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 way that this book is structured is that you basically begin each issue with another person that's been invited to the house and you get their perspective but as the as the story progresses you know everybody there's a lot of people there and they all have their their individual you know things that they've got to go and do and so you have some of them are exploring the house other ones are exploring the grounds and trying to figure out just how far everything goes and stuff like that and you get really really into their heads and how they're feeling Mm. about this. It's just, it's one of like the pacing in it is incredible. The amount of like emotion and information that you get about these characters. It's a little difficult to keep track of who everybody is because they all have their own individual names, but they also have titles for the right. house. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be, you know, I'm just going to make up a name. It'll be Sarah, but then she'll be, you know, the pianist or something like right. that. Yeah. Um, and so it's a little... It's a little wacky that way, but again, just on like a binge read, you'd be fine.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's incredible. When I I go to the shop tomorrow, that's the two and three are (laughs) coming home with me as well.
1: There's been a lot of great comics this year. Uh, This one, though, this one knocked me on my ass when I read it.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Hmm. That one, I'm going to save that one for last. Ooh. I'll hit this one. Um another kind of classic one and I'll stick with DC. Um, and you mentioned when we were talking Swamp thing about the new 52. So I will also talk about a new 52 book. Uh, and I'm just going to say, if you haven't read it, Batman court of owls, (laughs) Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, they are one of those creative teams that I think anytime they get together, very, very good things happen. Um,
1: anytime. Oh,
0: Oh, you're talking about (laughs) metal yeah fair enough here's (laughs) my thing i didn't i didn't read it so i at I i didn't read dc is it heavy metal is that what it was
1: uh yes they are they are though you are correct they are an incredible team and that could have just
0: i mean that batman run that full batman run in the new 52 that they did is
1: it's outstanding it's amazing that that issue number five the one that you have to turn Uh and like eventually the the comic book ends up upside down Mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant
0: um, I, th- I think Court of Owls, that trade, like that trade and that arc was the best one in their run in my opinion. Um, I'll go out and say it's one of my favorite Batman stories ever. Um, if you don't know the story, uh, there is a secret society who is- has been running Gotham for a very, very long time uh, and they call themselves the Court of Owls and Bruce discovers this and then has to try and infiltrate and figure out and take them down because they are also controlling Gotham from uh from the shadows, if you will. And it's also just a wonderful uh like a wonderful use of the animal because owls are the natural predators of bats. Uh the big bad talon is the character design of the talon I think is super awesome. Um I have a D and D character in mind that's loosely based off of Talon. Do you really? I do. That's awesome. Um, They've come out with a an owl folk that's kind of like an (laughs) arakocra, okay. Uh, So that they're you know bird folk, um, but they're owls, Uh, and I've got this character archetype of making a a rogue that's also an owl that is very very similar to the talon in that, uh, or I might call him Parliament. That's the other. Oh, that's a good one. Right, I've got this full here. I can kind of spoil it.
1: Call Tootsie Pop.
0: Tootsie Pop. My thought was like, it's almost like he comes from an, uh, from an assassin group called the parliament, but they all just say, we are parliament so that you never know which one is, which kind of thing. Anyway, I'm workshopping it in my brain for, uh, <laughs> if I ever have time to play D and D again.
1: Uh, <laughs> so if I get something in my mailbox that just has an owl on it, I'll know where to go and who to talk to
0: a hundred percent. Um, the <laughs> owl sleeps at midnight. Oh, or it'll be too late, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Court of Owls, Batman New 52. Just go read all of the, their entire run is fantastic. I love it.
1: Love that bunny suit, that robo bunny suit that Gordon mm. gets eventually.
0: Yeah. That was him oh. in that thing, right? Yeah, I believe so. It's been a while since I've read the end, but the, the last, I think the last volume, the end of their arc there is a page that has stuck with me forever. And it's like the Joker coming out from either under Gordon's bed or his closet.
1: Oh yeah. With, it was under his bed. Holy shit. It was fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that run where his face <sighs> got cut off and everything. Right. Huh? <laughs> sure yeah. Was. I remember C- Capullo <laughs> on those pages. Yeah, man, that run. See, I, I have, I own that. Like I have the single issues downstairs I don't know that I would ever pull all of those out again though. Like I kind of want that collected elsewhere, even if it was in Like, those volumes must be so expensive if they're even in print anymore.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, if you ever want to borrow a man, just give me a call. I've got like one to seven, the trade paperbacks. Um, I'm you can probably still find them online.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, there's always like there's Batman sales and stuff like that all over yeah. the place. If I went to Heroes. I could probably pick up the whole run for beans. Yeah. So, maybe that's it's, what I'll do. You know what? Actually, if you're going really there good. tomorrow, if I'll you check. see, yeah, if you see that run in any yeah. like sale capacity, let me know.
0: Yeah, man, sounds good. All right. It's all coming together. Two two more each, sir. What you got?
1: I got Renegade Rule. Have you heard of Renegade Rule? No. You're okay. you're
0: going to go four for five on books i've not read or heard of
1: uh this is a shame I this think. is a shameless plug for for friends uh written by ben Kahn and rachel silverstein uh great friends of uh, mine and broad ones and uh art by sam beck okay so the manhattan mist have beaten the odds to land themselves in the national championships for renegade rule one of the hottest virtual reality games in existence but they're in for competition fiercer than they have ever imagined, and one team member's entire future could be at stake. Four queer female friends will have to play harder than ever uh, against self-doubt, infighting, romantic distraction, and a slew of other world-class teams if they hope to become champions. Oh, this dig it. this book rules. It is super queer and super fun, and it is an esports team. And if you've ever played a video game, if you've ever played a video game with friends or you know what it's like to be on some kind of fire team and like a Call of Duty or a Fortnite or something like that, the true to the gamer like lingo and lifestyle and everything, it it, it feels genuine. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like, I don't know, when you think of like adults trying to write kids or something like that and they don't know how to do it. Um, This is just pure gaming nostalgia and it's fucking hilarious all right i laughed my ass off throughout this story and it is it's encouraging it's light it's got attitude it's really snappy the art is fantastic and you just you end up falling in love with the characters because they all have their own things going on that kind of pull you into them outside of the game and just really great character chemistry and banter throughout the whole nice. thing. Uh, it's just a collected graphic novel. It's from Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a renegade rule. And it's it's amazing. It's so much fun. I dig it. See, I
0: love all these, like, the one shots are like, they're like the really kind of single kind of graphic novel-y type stories. Um, Backstagers is one, too, that I just started reading. Back uh, is amazing, yeah. And that was a that's a that's a Joey percino Yep, that's how I heard about that one, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to. Oh, I was just looking up stuff, and that was one that I believe I got that at the library in that system. They just had it there, so I was able to just download it and read it. And what a fun book! But Renegade Rule that that sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, Renegade Rule is just a. Just an awesome, awesome time. I, I've I've read it a few times, and it's a, it's a nice, quick read. I really hope that they get to write another one, because mm-hmm. it's the type of group that you really want to see in more stories.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, what publisher is that on, did you say? Uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse? Nice. Yep. Right on. Um, all righty. Uh, it's for my second to last one, I'm going to go to the other of the big two. We're going to hit a Marvel book. Um, and we are going to go with a little bit of Thor action. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be the mighty Thor with Jason Aaron and Russell Donovan, specifically the death of the mighty Thor. Um, that is another creative team that I could read and look at specifically look at all day, every day. Um, I think I, I first found that book just, I was walking through heroes and then the cover of, it was like right around when they first started doing it, the mighty Thor and that like first cover of, of Jane Foster as Thor with Russell Dauterman art. I was just yeah. like, what the fuck is this? And then, and then I was like, oh, that's gotta just be like a variant cover. They just got some hot shit cover wow. artists to do it.
1: And the entire book is like that. And do you remember all the hullabaloo behind oh. the Jane Foster stuff that like it was on like the morning show, or Good Morning America, or The View, or something like yeah. that. It was this giant. Yeah, I we made when... a girl
0: Thor, and now she's going to be Thor in the next
1: movie. Oh <laughs> almighty, <laughs> how far we've come and how far we've fallen. It's very true.
0: Um, I don't even really want to get into too much about this one, other than to tell people to go read it. To be honest with you, it's Jane Jane Foster's Thor. Um, I, I mean. You kind of got to talk about it a little bit, but the, what's happening. So Jane Foster has cancer and so she's battling cancer, but every time she picks up the hammer, it's it like, it fights the chemo. Isn't that the thing? It's been a while since I read it, but it,
1: well, it, yes and no. Yeah. Because it, it makes her, it, it turns her into a superhero, turns Thor. her into the mighty yeah. Thor um, but the problem is, is that every time that she uses the power, she, she basically resets and it gets worse. Right. Reset so eventually chemo, she, yeah. if she uses it too much, she dies. She dies. Yeah. Yep. Um. Again, like the chemo leaves her system yeah. because her body naturally heals from being the superpower. So she's yeah. basically starting over again every time she walks through those doors to the hospital. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's got... There's some laughs. It's obviously not a super fun book the whole time, but, um. Calm thine the, tits. <laughs> yes, exactly. The It's gorgeous though. I th- That's the one thing that I will say about it is, uh, Russell Douderman's artwork is just bananas.
1: Yeah. It's, it's epic on a scale that yeah. didn't really know it was going to go that far.
0: No. And then it led into the war of the realms, which.
1: <gasps> awesome. So much fun well punisher riding um, riding a pegasus firing his guns
0: i may have an artist print of uh so russell datterman and because he draws everything digitally he sells artist prints of what would be his pencils and inks what don't tell so me this so he does like scans of them and just sells one of one so i may have hung in my office uh, a Uh, issue five, page number five, which is the Punisher with a group of light elves uh, blasting machine guns. You do not have that. I do. And then get out of here. And then like underneath that is Odin's son Thor flying with uh, like flying through the air with um, Stormbreaker in his hand. That's ridiculous. I'll send you, I'll send you a photo of it. You can just send me
1: the framed thing. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, no, it's, uh, that was a, that was a treat to myself.
1: Sure, man. Uh, I got a uh, Josie and a Pussycats poster signed over here by Fiona Staples. If you want to. That's pretty cool. You know, we can, we can just cool. exchange for a little while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just do a rental thing.
1: I'll just borrow it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I love, I love Russell. I wish I could have more of
1: it. It's all right.
0: You hear that, Russell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's incredible. That whole run, that whole yeah. run is just that's a that's an all-time run for me. Like I yeah. I I gotta do a hardcore hardcover collecting of that whole run. And I accidentally like I I bought things in double at one point because I was so obsessive about getting it all and didn't realize that it was like the these volumes came out first, and then we collected the two of them into the one thing, and you bought that too, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's you know, more Thor is good, Thor.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This is bad, uh, podcast etiquette, but um, it's fun for me to do this. I'm just, I honest. there you go. I've got a, a scan of it on my computer, so I'm just showing Steve
1: holy (laughs) shit
0: the the print that i got that's
1: awesome
0: it's pretty cool eh? i'll throw it up on our instagram folks so you can go there and i'll
1: uh i'll post it man i remember that page it's dope right the drone coming in on the bottom yeah
0: Mm. yeah awesome something about something about frank castle the punisher with a brigade of light elves all blasting submachine guns at a bunch of dark elves. Something about that is cool to me.
1: Look at you (laughs) knowing how to share images on Zoom right in the middle of a call and a podcast.
0: That's kind of like I basically live on Zoom these days
1: and that's all I do, so. All right,
0: sir, bring us home. What's the the
1: last one on your list? Well, it's funny that you chose to bring up Thor because I, I always think of how epic that run is and just how far-reaching that story is and so i am in the middle of reading i am only about four issues in but what a four issues it has been the last god have you heard of this no Oh, it came
0: up on your show i think
1: uh yeah because i'm mad at john for he went to some kind of like daddy daughter meet and greet and yelled on me at the last second
0: (laughs) right and chose his daughter over me to do the show
1: I know the nerve the nerve of the guy he's gonna hear it from me the next time we get together anyway he's the other person that I know that has read this and so this comes from Philip Kennedy Johnson Ricardo Federici Sonny Goh Alan Pasolacqua and Arif Pianto there we go okay Um, I'm just gonna read from the back of the book like I have been because Mm -hmm. you'll understand in a second Okay. 30 years ago, a fellowship of brave heroes traveled beyond the borders of reality and killed the last living God, mol Atep, saving the realm from Cain-Anun from destruction. We can already see that we're getting some names in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when the undead armies of the last God return, it becomes clear that the aging fellowship might not be the great heroes they claim to be with the world burning down a new and unlikely group of champions will come together to try and bring peace to their world but to do that they'll have to kill the last god once and for all okay oh boy so basically you find out in this story that there were these like these heroes of the day the the kingdom was in ruin and darkness came and this you know this group of scrappy warriors beat them back and and you know won the day and things have been good again for 30 years and whatnot what you come to find out is that they didn't exactly defeat them Hmm. one of them might have screwed up and one of them might have actually taken the being into them and it's gotten restless it's no longer sleeping and it wakes up and basically the calamity starts all over again. And it's the, the the wife of the person that turns and the the remainder of their group from back in the day that, you know, supposedly defeated this all evil, if you will. And it is, it is up to them to band back together, figure it out, and, you know, get the job done. The thing is that it's been a long time and a lot has changed. And there's a lot about the story of old that isn't necessarily true. Mm -hmm. And so as you're making your way through this adventure and you're, you know, coming into danger here, there and everywhere, you basically are finding out that not everybody is who they say they are. Mm -hmm. And we might be in a lot more trouble than we thought. Um, While that all sounds like fun, let me tell you something. This book, you're, you're on video with me. Are you yeah, ready? Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. This is the, this is the cover, right? I'm going to yeah. open this up. This is great. This is great for your audio listeners no, it's all here. Good. Like, oh look, what a pretty hardcover. But if you take the book jacket, the jacket, it's a fucking map. Holy crap! It's a map, and it's not even like it's on one page. This shit opens. It up. folds out. It folds out into this giant map with Holy a legend. Shit. Yeah. and all kinds of stuff and you need this thing you need uh. this thing because when i tell you that this is basically like if you've ever read a dungeons and dragons manual mm. this is what this feels like there Ooh. are there's lore there's like 7 to 8 pages in between each issue of just straight text of like old stories and the history of these worlds there are poems, there are songs, there are like, it's, it's just, it's packed. There's a bestiary. Like it is so incredibly, awesome. it's one of the, like the densest things that I've ever read. And it looks like a DD and d manual art wise. Yeah. It looks like a,
0: I was going um, to say, when you folded that map out, I was like, that looks like a and d map. It's. <laughs> Or like it's, a map of Middle Earth or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'll just, I'll see if I can't find like a page to give you an example. But it's very like, if uh, you ever seen the artwork of Olivier Coipel. Uh, Holy crap, that's gorgeous! Holy yeah, it's, shit! Yeah, and yeah. every every single page looks like this. But like you've I got know. your you know you've got your poem pages and stuff like yeah. that. You have
0: make sure make sure you're going to our instagram folks i'll make a bunch of posts with all this different artwork that we're showing i'm I'm sorry i'm I'm, I'm no 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 no, it's good
1: um i'm just excited
0: promotion steve it's called cross promotion.
1: (laughs) i haven't talked about this one on the other show yet because i'm only part way through but i mean it has been it has been an undertaking but it has also been kind of awe-inspiring like i Mm. The one thing, like, we've been doing the show for a long time. I've been reading comics for a long time. But, like, the magic of planning comics and laying, like, out all the pieces and keeping your files clean or your whiteboards fresh or whatever and mapping all of this stuff out. When I think about all the interconnected pieces that have to happen to make a successful story and a successful run of comics, the planning that must have gone into this. And this is book one. Like this is book one of the Fellspire Chronicles, so that's how you know yeah. it's serious. Oh yeah, I love it. It's,
0: an it's absolutely title.
1: gorgeous. Like Epic doesn't even begin to cover it. It's DC Black Label. Uh, mm. It's all collected now. I, I decided to go. I really, I highly recommend if you want to check this out to get the hardcover. It'll run you a little bit more money. It is so worth it. You get to take that book jacket off. You've got maps on both sides. It uh it's just the presentation is so good that way. Mm, like I almost damn. bought this digitally for like 20 dollars less. I'm so glad that I didn't.
0: Yeah, I might have to look for that tomorrow when I'm down at the shop.
1: It's ridiculously cool. Mm. I think if you're into the D&D thing, this is a no-brainer. It yeah. it feels like you're you're re- like this could be a D&D campaign Campaign. this could could be a game like they could make a tabletop rpg out of this no question
0: huh well just like die another comic book that is a tabletop rpg game which no spoilers but we might be talking about something in that regards (laughs)
1: launching that kickstarter eventually man there's going to be a physical version of that i am going to put down hard on that i really hope that oh we will with like miniatures. I hope they do all out like a board and everything. And it's not just packets of like text. Yeah. Like I, I like make, make the stuff from the series. Yeah. You know, real,
0: real real quick. What character would you want to play?
1: Ash. Yeah. Yes. 1000%. The dictator. Yep. Nice. She, she is, my favorite and whenever uh whenever I play games, I always play a female character. Mm. I have I've have done it since I was a kid. I find it extraordinarily boring to just be another dude whenever I play video games.
0: You just don't want to be a bearded white guy? You know just be like a No. no?
1: <laughs> I have no interest in it. I, I, I like to, put... I, like to, to whole, I like to make female well, characters, I like to make people the whole point of color of role
0: playing is to push, right? And like yeah. be get a different perspective on don't just live your life again that's the whole point of role-playing games is to live a different life so
1: and you get the better you get the better items you get the better outfits like again yeah. it, it i just and also i do i love that character that was when i was yeah. talking about like other comic book tattoos if i got another comic book tattoo or when i do eventually it will be of die, and it will likely be some kind of iteration of ash
0: i may have uh emailed stephanie recently because she has a note on her website that commissions are potentially uh, going to be available and um oddly enough uh this here's our segue for me talking about my my book i what i said was i would be interested in either a a commission of lady ash or bernadette from another book uh called death vigil
1: (laughs) Ah yes! Oh man, I think... her her Bernadette would be amazing,
0: right? That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. She's so my she's... she's my
1: favorite artist. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> everybody we, knows we, that.
0: We've no no. We've just talked about this before. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Um, when we were talking about dying stuff, yeah, she is it for me. I I love her stuff so much. Yeah. She's um, a very very <clears throat> cool person.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So last god, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna. 100 percent, pick that up as you were describing that it reminds me of a and this is by no means shots because i love this book too but as you were describing that it reminded me of me of my discovery of all of the back pages of cry havoc um oh the werewolf <clears throat> book the werewolf book because in in the back of all of those issues were notes and it went hard into all of the monster mythology of like hey, if you go onto page six, you'll see in the back there's this monster and that's this from this mythology and the reason why it's there is because it ties into this monster on page seven and there's like the annotations at the back of the Cry Havoc run are unbelievable.
1: Interesting. I don't know that um, I've ever... Uh, <clears throat> I know I read it, but I read it years ago, but I don't remember yeah. reading any back matter.
0: Yeah, it's... the the My recent run through those books because the first time I read through it, I was like, oh, this is
1: a lot of text. I just want to
0: read the next issue um <clears throat> but my last run through i was like yeah i'm gonna read all these annotations and holy shit am i happy
1: that i did it's funny i used to dread opening up a comic and then like you're you know you're going through your story blah blah blah, blah and then all of a sudden you get that page, a page of, of, of text and i'm just like uh yeah. oh, like oh. stopping the flow yeah all right let's you know it's gonna take me this much longer to get through that but the thing that broke me of that was the recent uh x-men run that they've Mm. been doing where there's just been so many of those white pages with like emails to different characters and whatever the hell they're doing with those pages. It kind of broke me of that. And now I don't mind so much.
0: Douderman's doing some of the artwork in some of those new X-Men runs, isn't he?
1: Uh, Probably. He's definitely done. He did a
0: a series of of one shots
1: for them. He did a, I think a, like a Jean gray one or a Magneto one. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, Right on. Well, I'm going to bring us home. Uh, and I did mention the book I'm going to talk about. Um, I mean, hell, I've talked about it probably a thousand times on this podcast and, uh, Alex and I are going to do a very deep dive on this coming up, but it is death vigil. Um, probably my favorite comic book I've ever read. I read it. I read it two, three times a year. Um, it's
1: probably his favorite
0: that's why we we get along so well.
1: <laughs> Stapan um, is an incredible incredible talent.
0: Yeah, Stapon, Sage. Yep. Um uh artist and writer of this book. Um man, I can't honestly I can't say enough good things. It's gorgeous, it's dark, the story is cool. Um the story is deep as well. Um so Bernadette is lady death or the grim reaper and she has the death vigil which is a a team of fighters who are fighting against necromancers to keep the balance between good and evil and trying to keep necromancers from taking over the planet um the what really i think i heard about it obviously on talking comics you guys were i think it was one of the the year that you it was in the award show that's you were really you specifically were really pushing for Stapon for like artist of the year and all yeah. that. And then I think I texted you one time and I was like, if you ever like, I can't find it. And then I think you texted me saying, go upstairs at heroes in the back, right corner on the bottom. There's a box it's in there for $4. You can go and get it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Is that where you so found it? it?
0: Yeah. So I went nice. like the next day and went and got it. Um, and I have since gifted it to a number of people. I've want gotten out, like went out and bought it. I went out and bought the individual issues. Yeah. Um, I just, it's a fantastic story. Um, Bernadette's a great character. Sam is awesome. The first time he summons his undead Viking boat of (laughs) Vikings to fight a necromancer. Like that page is gorgeous. Um, when Alex and I, when we talk about it, I, I bring up another character, like the abyss, like the big bad, Mm -hmm. that one page when he comes, he like comes out and it's a giant monster and then it opens its mouth. And then this like demon is standing in its mouth is gorgeous and creepy and terrifying all at the same time. Um, yeah, I love it. And the fact that there is a volume two coming in 2021, 2022, Mm -hmm. sorry, is, um, giving me a reason to live. I'm just kidding. I have many reasons to live. People don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's making me very very excited for it's the next being year. dark now. Yeah, I know, because I uh, I'm super excited to see where the story goes.
1: Yeah, that's been a long time coming. That uh, second volume. Yeah, yeah. But what a fantastic book that is! Um... Yeah, I need to read that again. Now you got me wanting to read it.
0: <sighs>
1: it's it's a, been a long time. It. It's probably been since that was nominated. Since I read really? it. <clears throat> brahman reads it like at least once or twice a year yeah i um yeah i should start it's her favorite i just i absolutely love it too i just you've got so I, much other stuff I, like I i read so many things that i just i don't get a lot of time to go back and yeah revisit things unless i like assign it to myself specifically Yeah. so like this back week when, i'm go ahead.
0: go ahead. i was just gonna say back when travel was a thing death vigil was like my oh i've got a couple flights for for work yeah you know this week i'm just going to take death vigil and that's going to be my plane my plane read
1: yeah. let see that's what i would love like that's what i want to do but then if i get stuck reading the one thing all the books that i read that i that i bought that week get pushed to the other yeah. week and then the other week and then before i know it i've got seven issues of something and i've been picking up a, a run for like most of the year and i have no idea whether it's even good or not right so yeah uh-huh. um Like right now, the last issue of Ascender came out this past Wednesday. And so I plan to do like a 1 through 18 uh, read of that before the next show if I can. And uh, I'm on this manga kick right now that I keep on dipping my toe into. And I found one that's been been the winner for me uh, so far. And I'm halfway through it. And it's just, it rocks. Hmm. It's so good. All right. Um, I'll talk I'll talk about it on next week's show.
0: Cool. I will listen and so will everybody else. Um one have you read Barbaric yet or heard of it? No. I've Vault. heard of it. It's through Vault Comics. Um I just randomly saw some artwork on Instagram. I talked about it in our recent uh YouTube video, folks. We did a end podcast. Yes, I think I put the audio up as a podcast. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um but go to our YouTube channel, watch it there. Um, it's basically Conan the Barbarian meets um, Berserker, that new Keanu Reeves book. Okay. It's like ultra violent, but yeah, this barbarian has a, a curse where he can only kill people uh, that deserve it. And he does so by talking to his axe and his axe decides, yes, you can kill that person. No, you can't kill that person. But he's just a straight up barbarian. Um, <laughs> it's fun. How
1: many it's, issues like, it's, are there so far?
0: Uh, one is the only one out in Canada. I think two is coming out. I think August is, is number two. So I think it should be out either this week or next week. So, but, uh, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. We're we went way longer than I thought. I thought this was going to be like a half hour show and it's going to turn into like 90 minutes. Um, real quick, let's do first impressions of what if episode one oh, right i forgot we were talking about that we'll do real quick real quick if you want a more in-depth one go listen to talking comics steve and the crew you guys went real
1: real hard yeah and on. i i apologize if this is just me repeating what i said on that show
0: no no, no we'll just do real quick thoughts um thumbs up thumbs down we'll start there oh thumb thumbs up yeah i'm thumbs way up i've yeah. seen some people kind of shit on it um and i'm I I came out of it being like you guys are fucking crazy. This is
1: awesome. where's where's that coming from though? Like, let's let's um, take a let's take a quick look at the uh, the whiners.
0: They they didn't like the animation style. Um,
1: I can kind of get down with that, but like I said, I think it looks much better in motion than yeah. when the, the characters are just standing are around talking to one another. It's very yeah. um, like cell shaded tel- uh, telltale for yeah. me. Um, but when there's action, when there's movement, it looks gorgeous. And the, the color scheme for yes. that particular episode was just breathtaking.
0: Yeah. So that that was one of the complaints I heard. The other one, it was one specific. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a specific podcast that did a review on it. They didn't. It bothered them that only some of the actors were the same from the MCU. <laughs> And it like they felt that it took it out of the show, not having Chris Evans' voice, Steve Rogers, but having Sebastian Stan, and damn it, I can't remember the actress' name who plays Peggy Haley Atwell. Thank you. Um, but it like took them out of it, only having some of the voice actor like voices be the same, which I was like, okay, that's a weird thing to take you. Out that of sounds a cartoon, like you want okay. something
1: to complain about to me. That's
0: how I thought about it, and they also didn't like how. How similar it was, how they had the same scenes from the first Captain America movie, which I thought was awesome i I
1: loved that aspect of it,
0: yeah, and it wasn't so, even that much like it was no, it, was, it like was three different scenes,
1: yeah, it was like it was peppered throughout, but at least they're showing yeah. it to you from a different vantage point,
0: yeah, I did one thing I did really like was how Steve Rogers basically became Iron Giant, yes, <laughs> <laughs> what was
1: that thing called like the the Nazi stomper? Or something the like Hydra that. The Hydro Stomper. Hydra Stomper. That's it. Hydra Stomper. Yeah, same yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, it's basically like the prototype Iron Man, but looked way more Iron Giant like to me. <laughs> yes, than Iron Man. But I thought it was. I thought it was great. I'm totally in for the rest of them. Um, I think when we finish wrapping up here in a couple minutes, I think tonight I'm going to watch episode two. Sweet. Uh, and probably cry as I listen to Chadwick Boseman play. Uh, yeah, Kinchalla. it's going to be
1: an emotional one for sure
0: yeah and uh and yondu too because uh my god do i love michael rooker
1: yeah he's great have you seen the trailer for star wars visions
0: um what no
1: oh really whole no
0: i didn't know there was a trailer out yet
1: yeah dude there's like nine different short film animes coming out and like from the studio that did promare and a whole bunch of It looks, I've never been more excited for a Star Wars thing ever in my life. It looks amazing.
0: I will do a trailer reaction to that probably next week. I'll wait for Alex because he's a, he would kill me if I did a Star Wars something with him.
1: Bring a diaper.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, Steve, thank you so much for spending time with us here on uh, the Whiskey Geeks. I'm sorry I didn't, drive by your house and throw a sample of a whiskey at you. So we could be drinking at something awesome at the same time. I'm not even um, allowed
1: right now. Are you not? Oh, right. I'm on so many different medications right cool. now for my foot.
0: Well, when you're allowed, you let me know and Uh-oh. I'll bring you, I'll bring you some cool stuff. Um, thanks so much. Um, go listen, subscribe to the talking comics, leave them a five-star review as well. Cause it helps. And while you're doing that, leave this show one, too, cause We could use it. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Yeah. Please Please. help us move up the rankings. Um, As always, I do want to thank Colin Response for the use of Something About Your Love is our theme song, which you're going to be hearing in the background right now. You can go and check out our website, thewhiskeygeeks.com. Check us out on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at thewhiskeygeeks. Whiskey does have an E on it if this is the first time listening to the show. And if this is the first time listening to the show and you made it 90 minutes, congratulations. You win. Um, <laughs> you win all of the things um, so my name's Tim Steve where can people find you other than listening to you and talking comics every week
1: um, if you want to go on Twitter or Instagram I am at dead underscore anchor new I- issues new podcasts come out every Wednesday usually around 6 a.m. Uh, Eastern times yeah and uh, we're Five hundred and like eight or nine episodes deep over there. So yeah,
0: you guys are a legit podcast. We're like, there's a, uh, we got a our ten year thing.
1: anniversary coming up in uh, I think October, or nice. maybe even maybe even September. Uh, I'll have to check on. that I'm mean, gonna think it's October fifteenth. But um, yeah, it's been uh, it, it's 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 a fun show. I it's podcast awesome. with a lot of great people. Yeah, and it's we gotta show. have you on. One of
0: these days. Well, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, you know, (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would, I would love to. Um, Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like I know all of the folks on that show just because I've been listening to it for years and years. Which I'm sure anybody you run into, um, when they recognize you or something,
1: people do say
0: that. They always say that, but it's just like with any podcast, right? You listen to a podcast for so long, you feel like you know everybody, Um, which will be weird when I show up and start dropping, like. Old stuff and like pulling up stuff from old episodes to Bob and Joey, and
1: they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy, <laughs> Steve? Who's this weirdo that you brought on our show?" It's so it's interesting to me what stands out to people because we do a show, and I forget like I forget everything yeah. like I, it's just gone. But yeah. people bring up stories and specific episodes and specific points we have made, and I'm just like, I still can't believe that there are. People out there listening and people out there following it and really getting something out of it every week. And like if, if the show goes up, even just a few minutes after the fact, they like, we get tweets or emails, and where is it? Where is it? Like, oh my God, <laughs> hold on. Settle down. Apple sucks. Yeah. Just give it a couple of minutes. Yeah.
0: Well, <clears throat> you guys are doing the Lord's work. And go to talkingcomics.com because you guys have cool articles and reviews and a lot of great content on the site too. Yes, so we there do. you go. Well, that's it for us for another week, folks. Come on back. And uh, Steve, thanks again.
1: Thank you, Tim.